1: faith in the zone on sports radio 1057 fm the fan i'm mike McGivern alongside my co-host brookside baptist church pastor ken keltner been walking around the building talking to people asking people, where's McGivern? <laughs> I'm right hey, here. Man, I got I, like four text messages. I got a couple of emails. <laughs> hey, where are you? Pastor's here. It's like, come on, just tell them to wait a minute. <laughs> Pastor, hey, how I, you been, I'm brother? I'm great, Mike. Good to be with you and uh, look forward to the broadcast today. How are things by, by you and how are things at Brookside? Um, Everything's good? Oh, the, yeah. Everything's good. The valet good. department is good?
2: Oh, the valet is just uh, on <laughs> top. You know, the, the only issue is, our you know, all the older women are falling in love with our valet. you, you
1: know, really driver. can't blame them now can <laughs> you yeah yeah except the except the one girl that gave me a dear john letter man. <laughs> man edna sweet edna said hey i'm breaking up with you you got too many girlfriends for me not everybody will let me park those cars by the way a couple yeah. of guys pull up and they i think they they don't really trust me they, well, they think i got uh, shifty eyes or well, something. well
2: that's because one time you said to him hey i haven't i haven't stolen a car in the last two weeks I think I said I
1: think I said two months. That should be that should be doing it right. And there, trust me, there's a couple of cars I might take for a spin. Couple of couple of places, but yeah. there's a couple of cars that I'm not stealing that car. But man, that's that's okay. You don't want my truck? Not so much. No, I don't want that truck for sure. Hey, I'm excited about today's show. We haven't had um, two-time guests a lot. We've had more recently because now we've been doing this for almost six and a half years now. Um, but Ray Santiago is a guy that we had on a while ago. I think in 2017, maybe, and we'll ask Ray about that, he's an author and he's a psychology consultant, a sports uh, psychology consultant. But he's got his second book out. And I've got it in my hand right now, playing on higher Ground. and it's book two in the High Ground series. And I think you remember having Ray on. We had talked to Ray about you not being able to hit a free throw down the stretch of a game. Maybe yeah. it was you that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah and so, He
2: told me to close my eyes and he, and, yeah. and think of putting a shot up over you, and it would he, just he, go right in the bucket. I, I'm not Something sure like that. You
1: know what? Ray does not want you dreaming things that could never happen. <laughs> so he is a he is sports psychology consultant. He's not a dream kind of guy because you're never putting a shot up over over me. Let me uh, let me say walk. Welcome to our special guest, Ray Santiago. Ray, Happy New Year. How you been?
3: I've been great. Thanks for having me back, guys. It means a lot.
1: Well, we really appreciate your time, Ray. We really do. Hey, it's been a couple of years, and uh, let's just, if we can, start out with uh, playing on higher ground. You got uh, book two in the series done. Um, it took you a little longer, I think, than you thought to finish this thing, correct?
3: Yeah, it definitely did, there. A lot more to the process, and I took some time and went to some Christian writers' conferences and just grew as a writer. and uh, I think you'll see in the in the prose that I wouldn't say it's a million times better because they each have different purposes, but this one um I'm really proud of it for sure
1: hey ray when uh, when you decided that it was time and 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 I know because I listened to our first interview and you said look mm-hmm. i'm I'm getting going.' On on uh, on on chapter two and or book two on on this and and carrying over from from book one, but this one is different. You know, it is different, and and going into the back of the book, there are some some group uh, discussion questions um and there are some some ways that you can utilize this as a coach and as mm-hmm. you know certainly as as a men's group or a women's group in a church to be able to read through it and then look at some of these questions at the back of the book and say look this is a great jumping jumping off point to what we're going to discuss today correct absolutely Hey, when, when you decided to, to, to write um, uh, the, the second book, and this is going to be a series, and, and again, it's uh, we're talking to Ray Santiago, the name of the book is Playing on Higher Ground, and it's book two in, into the, the, the series. Um, the kind of response that you got in book one, can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Sure, yeah. It's definitely been a while. Um the response that I got, actually just recently, I sent a copy to a friend, and he calls me and say, Ray, I learned more in 200 pages of reading your first book than I ever have learned as a Christian. And that was, I mean, obviously a huge compliment, but it's a testament to um, what that book was meant to be for. And that that first book, Playing on High Ground, is it's really a foundation. And it sprang from just watching so many and listening to so many interviews, like after games of athletes giving God the glory. And Mm. my heart was like, okay, they're giving God the glory, but do they really know who Jesus Christ is? Do they really know who God is? Do they really know what it means to be a Christian athlete? And the goal of that book was really to lay the foundation of a relationship with Christ so that if somebody was to ask him, what what is it about you that makes you you? they would feel comfortable and confident sharing about Jesus Christ and bringing them to Christ. Um, And so that foundation for book one, that led to, okay, now that we have the foundation laid, book two is really the application now of book one. And so in book one, there's not a lot of action. There's, uh, you know, it's really a story of two people talking while Jacoby, the main character, is going through his um, injury rehab. In book two, you jump literally in page one. You are jumping right into the action, and, and it's it's action-packed. So I, not in an ego way, but if you're going to pick up the book and read it, have like an hour because it's going to suck you in really quick.
1: You know, if I can, not Pastor, sorry about this, but I did get a copy of the book yesterday, so I've only been able uh, to get through a little of it. But But you're right. You jump right in, and trust me, as now a former high school basketball coach, I, I got right to where, look, the, the, uh, the, the, the um, strength and conditioning coach is working them out. And, and Sarge, he's getting after it. And he's not, uh, he's not taking prisoners with this thing. And he's saying to Jacoby, hey, look, hey, Big Shot, you know what? Look, you're with us now. So you're going to have to work hard, and we're going to get this thing going. And and I really like I could feel being back into the the into the weight room <laughs> with that right off the bat. And it and it does not ease you into this thing; it jumps you right into it. There's no doubt.
2: Yeah, and uh, I haven't had a chance to to look at book two, but I guess book two would be uh, Ray more about h- how you're to be growing in your Christian life.
3: Absolutely, yeah. So. Um... Just to give a little background of it, it's a personal POV. So the first person, you're seeing everything happen through the eyes of Jacoby. So you're in his mind, and you're experiencing the whole book through him. Um, And so book one, again, with that foundation. Book two is, okay, Jacoby is now tasked with wanting to get drafted. That's the goal of the book. He's trying to get drafted, and now he's thrown into this situation where he's in college and he's trying to navigate the ups and downs of college life, the peer pressure, potential partying. All these things are pulling at him while he's trying to stay on the road marked right and trying to do the Christian thing. And I think that will really hit home with a lot of Christian athletes. Of how do I, how do I do this Christian athlete thing where I'm reverencing God with my whole heart? Then I've got all these things. I want to live this. You know, I want to experiment. I want to be a kid. And so what this book really does, it's the preparation of here's what happens, um, here's what happens if you do go down the road mark right. Here's what happens if you go down the road mark wrong. And it's really a, a retelling of some of the major themes in Proverbs, right? God is so clear in the Book of Proverbs of you go this way, here's what will happen. You go this way, here's what will happen. So it's kind of a modern day retelling of Proverbs is how i it's described it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a huge contrast in Proverbs of the wise, the the wise one and the fool. Uh, I, I guess with your books, do you use those uh, when you're working with athletes, um, you know, that are going through issues or going through struggles?
3: Absolutely. I mean, a great resource, number one, but it's this book is a kind of a, a mixing pot of all the things that I've ran into with clients. And so I've pulled a lot from my sessions with clients and when I go work with a team. So these are very real things that happen and occur, and they're not always comfortable. Um, but this book is kind of a nice way to grow in your relationship with God um, and see it from through the eyes of somebody who is experiencing it so that it will help you sit back and say, hmm, maybe I won't make that decision, or huh, maybe I should make that decision.
2: Mm-hmm. So you're you're working with athletes now. I, I would assume probably not all of them are believers or uh Christians, is that true?
3: Correct. Yeah.
2: Yes. And so um so you you have a great opportunity, you know, to to explain to them, you know, this whole the the whole gospel message. What um uh, what is the uh other goal that you have, you know, as you're working with these athletes?
3: Sure. Uh... When I, how I see my job is it's teaching life skills development to young women and young men through the medium of sport. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of – when I get a, an inquiry from a parent, it's usually, hey, my child is dealing with this. I heard you do kind of sports. Can you mix the two? And I just share that's exactly what I do. And um, when you think of sports psychology, a lot of times people think that there's something wrong with me. Uh, instead I, when I share with them, I think of it like a, a mental skills training coach or a, or a mental strength coach. And so if I was to go to a gym, my goal would be to get stronger. Uh, and no one has a problem with that. But if I tell them I'm a mental strength coach, I teach them, Hey, I'm just trying to help you get your mind stronger. Because if you have a strong mind, you can tell your body what to do. But if you have a weak mind, but a very strong body. It doesn't matter how strong your body is because your weak mind tries to tell your body what to do. Um, So, yeah, it's really just teaching uh, life skills development through the medium of sport, like uh, confidence building, um, dealing with failure, setbacks. So everything that we go through, controlling emotions. So things that I have a job because kids don't listen to their parents, but they'll listen to somebody with a little bit of uh, credential.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, it, it's kind of a I I know I'm sure it's not a new concept uh, as far as athletes looking for someone to come out and help them with the mental. But, I mean, initially when I hear, you know, sports psychology, I don't know if it, you know, was something I heard uh, on, on TV or something. It seemed like it was – they're trying to get a sports psychologist to come in and try to help Shaquille O'Neal know how to make a free <laughs> throw, you know. Um, right. And so I, I, I think um, – uh, you probably, in in your history, have had to overcome some of those kind of thought patterns that people have.
3: Absolutely. You mean in my personal yeah, career? Yeah, right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, the crazy part is I really didn't know that the mental game existed until after my career. I got done and started studying this stuff and thought, wow, I wish I had this then. And I think a lot of people, when I have those conversations with them um, post-career, they're like, wow, I wish I had sports psychology then. Uh, You know, like one of the things I think of is I succumbed to so many of the circumstances, like the pressure situations. I allowed those to dictate how I felt and how I played. Um, Mm -hmm. Nowadays, I teach athletes that you control how you feel. Pressure is something that you put in your tires. It's not something that you necessarily have to allow something or some situation to put on you.
1: We are uh, talking with Ray Santiago. He is an author and a sports psychology consultant. Give you a couple of ways to get a hold of Ray or take a look at some of the stuff that he's doing. His website, it's RenewedMindPerformance.com. One word, renewed mindperformance.com you can follow him on Twitter renewed mind Ray three is his Twitter account well, on his website and, and a couple of things jump out at me when I'm on his website but he does Christian athlete mentoring and, and his quote is for me and this is again Ray Santiago talking for me there is no greater joy than mentoring Christian athletes in integrating their relationship with God into their mental strength training programs In order to find stability in sports in the sports world of instability and I really liked that I I think that if if that is is what the great the the most joy that you find is to helping these Christian athletes into that part. you know you're not just talking about hitting that free throw but you're talking about the relationship they have with God and being able to 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 hit that free throw I think is important Um, last thing before we get to a break Again, as I read a little part of of this book, and I got it yesterday, and I'm going to read it uh, hopefully by this weekend. Yeah, they talk again. the The first uh, it's Jacoby who is who is the the main character in this, and he's working out in a junior college, and he's getting ready to play. And he was a big time baseball prospect, and he got hurt. If you didn't read book one. And and he is now working out in the weight room and this guy's getting after these kids pretty good. And he's kind of talking to Jacoby saying, Hey, look, uh, you know what, you're you're not big time anymore. You're with us. And you know, he, he says, Hey, uh, hey, bonus baby, that kind of stuff. And they've got him doing another thing and, and he's working. And as Jacoby does an upswing with a kettlebell. A kettlebell, he says, My black rubber bracelet sends me a nice uh, reminder. Phil- Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You and me, God, you and me is what Jacoby's thinking. I can get through this, God, if you're with me. Ten seconds, gentlemen. Fight or fold, it's your choice Says the uh, uh, the strength and conditioning coach. And I love that, that, look, in this young man's mind, he's like, Look, it's you and me. And he's got his, his wristband on that's going to remind him every once in a while that, that he can do all things through him who strengthens him. And a uh, great start to the book. And and when you said it early in the show, look, you jump right in. There, there's no doubt. It, they don't, he does not ease you in in book two. Name of the book, Playing on Higher Ground. Again, it is book two in the High Ground series. And Ray Santiago, who's an author, and he is certainly uh, um, a guy that we have a lot of interest in In, in talking to and having back on the show and he's kind enough to give us give us time he's also a sports psychology consultant name of the website renewedmyperformance.com we'll continue our conversation with ray on the other side of the break this is faith in the zone on sports radio 1057 fm the fan
0: more now of faith in the zone discovering people of sports and their walk in faith Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: All this time, all this
0: time you covered me.
1: Uh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Kellner for Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest, Ray Santiago. He's an author and a sports psychology consultant. Hey, Ray, is there such things as pastor-like psychology <laughs> consultants? Okay, yeah, we're, 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 we're usually it's, doing it's that, Mike. We're, we're usually job. helping people out with well, it. Well, I— I'm thinking a whole new category, brother. <laughs> I'm thinking of getting Ray up here to work with you and a couple of the boys <laughs> yeah. over at, at Brookside. We might be onto something here.
2: Yeah, he might be working with me on. Okay, Ken, we got to look at the clock. We All got, right.
1: Uh, <laughs> why is it? Why is it this boy cannot end at 10 o'clock? I think it's. I think it's something in his head, right? That's uh, what I think. Yeah,
2: it's, uh, I got. I got a mental block with it, I guess. Right? Uh, they wouldn't even put the uh, clock of shame it's around my neck.
1: 9:59. 9:59. Well, okay. And I feel like he's about to wrap up And he goes, uh, one more story Let's <laughs> talk about this And all of a sudden it's like, come on man You're right there, you're right on the edge <laughs> Man, it's Hey, I'm only kidding with you, Pastor yeah, I You, know, know, you're you, you know I'm just playing yeah, I know I'm just <laughs> playing to, uh, to learn more about Ray and, and, and this second book that's come out Playing on Higher Ground If you did not read the first one I would recommend pick up both of them because it, it, they're going to be a quick read, especially for the guys that I know that listen to this show. This is right up your alley. You're going to be engaged with it. I was excited to get book two because I then I had to go back to book one and just kind of get myself familiar again with uh, with book one. And now I'll I'll get into book two. And, and like Ray said, they, he doesn't easy in. You jump in. And you can feel exactly where this young man is in his life. And uh, I would be, again, I can't recommend it enough. Go go, take a look at the website. You can get all kinds of information on, on both books. And then some of the things that Ray does as a sports psychology consultant, the website is renewedmindperformance.com. Hey, Ray, uh, can we talk a little bit about your upbringing? And we did this during the break where you played baseball and, and, and talk a little bit about that part of your life. And then we're going to ask you for your testimony a little bit later in segment two.
3: Sure. Yeah. Well, I started playing baseball when I was 12, and it just kind of became the love of my life. Um, and then in high school, I played two years of varsity baseball, and then received a scholarship to Mississippi Valley State. Um, and at that point, my base, my life revolved around baseball. It was, I was hung out with baseball players, watched baseball, talked baseball. I mean, my dad played professional ball, so him and I were super close on that. Um, And so that was my life. And then uh, and I can even kind of go right into my testimony a little bit with this is I I was brought up Christian, Uh, you know, pretty good kid growing up and then, uh, you know, didn't drink, didn't do any drugs or anything. And then when I got to Mississippi Valley State, I tore my labrum in my shoulder. And so baseball was gone. And I think most athletes understand what that means to have an athlete identity where your self-worth, your um, self-confidence is based on what you do as an athlete. You know, you're popular because you're good at sports. Um, I mean, most athletes will understand that. And so when I lost baseball, I felt like a part of me had died. Uh, I was ostracized from my teammates, ostracized from my coach. I didn't, you know, I wasn't helpful to him anymore, so he stopped talking to me. It was the first time I really sat back and realized I don't have family with me anymore, um, who I thought were my friends are no longer my friends, so I felt very alone. And so that's when I started to really grow with God. I said, okay, this is what a relationship with God is all about, when nothing is going your way, when you don't have your support to fall back on. uh, And I said, God, like, I need you right now. I don't have family, so I'm going to lean on you. And that's really where I made it my own. I had grown up in a Christian household, um, but until you, until life kind of hits you a little bit, you don't really make it your own, so to speak. Actually, I can only speak for myself when I say that, but I made it my own at college then when I said I'm never going to allow my sport to um, take priority over my relationship with God. And when you keep God at the top, everything else falls into line, And I and I never grasped that until I turned 18
2: when did uh you know you're talking about your relationship there with the lord there in college what share share with us about that decision that you kn- you knew you needed to make to develop that relationship with him
3: well there was a there was an empty an emptiness a void in my life that was I thought was filled um and I thought I had a good relationship with god but it was kind of always secondary so when i didn't have when that emptiness, that void, um, became prominent in my life, mm-hmm. I leaned on God, and that satisfaction came to the point where it became just like in I talked about in chapter one, you and me, God, you and me, going at this, and it became that partnership where it was Him and I going at it together.
2: Did you did you feel like uh, before that actually occurred that 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 what you had with with the lord was more just head knowledge or uh more temporary uh god help me out with this and i'll do whatever you want did you did you were were you kind of thinking along those lines
3: yeah i think i yeah i think the way you described it i used him as a safety net mm-hmm. he wasn't a first thought go to mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. like a second aid or third aid instead of first aid mm-hmm. and uh so when i started to put him and put things in proper perspective that's when the relationship really became alive to
2: me. who who was it uh was there an indi- individual uh in your life who really you know tried to help you see again the the relationship begins you know with with jesus christ and what he did for us on the cross um was there somebody there or was it just from your past reading of the bible and your your growing up that you know, it it all started coming back to you?
3: I would probably say my parents, both of them. When I had my surgery in November of 2006, I mean, I was just really down. And my parents were the ones that kept bringing back to the Word and relying on Christ, the Christ in me, and that with Christ, like, I can get through this, and I'm going to come back even stronger than before because God is the ultimate doctor, and He can heal me. And I can get back to playing. So it was definitely my parents um, who just were really uplifting through, you know, thousands of miles away through phone, through text. And my dad had um, torn his rotator cuff, so he knew exactly what I was, what I was sitting in.
2: And so, yeah, that and and then that decision you made. I, I guess was that when you were at Mississippi Valley that you made that decision yeah. to totally trust Christ and and have that relationship with Him. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hey, Ray, when uh, when you talk to people and, and, and new clients or, or new people that that come to you as as a sports psychology consultant, uh, are you open to be able to say, hey, look, th- this is this is part of this is who I am. Being a sports psychology is what I do, but this is who I am. And, and if you're able to do that, are they open to know that 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 you're a strong Christian who look, some some of what you're going to be talking about has some biblical principles?
3: Um yes and no. So on my intake sheet I have a just an evaluation and the very last question is um about your spiritual life. Do you have a spiritual life? So I can kinda get a tell from that. Um, but when I do talk to parents, I often tell them that I am Christian and that I will never um, push anything on your athlete, but I do want you to know that the things that I share, the things that come out of my mouth, are loosely based on Scripture. And I've never had – and I live in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and it's not there are not a lot of Christians here. It's not known for that. And so, But I've never had one parent say, like, hey, like, you know, my son came home talking about Jesus Christ. I don't want to work with you anymore. Mm. It's uh, it's never been that, but just I think the love that I show um, towards people, letting them know that I care about them as people first and then as athletes, they, they feel it and they know it. Uh, I'm in it for them, and and I, I wish I could speak the word to everybody, but if I can give a quick um, – can I give a quick little story that I think will convey some cool things? Yeah,
2: sure. absolutely.
3: So when I when I started this, I wanted to just work with Christian athletes, and that's just not been the case. But um, just recently, I had a a young soccer player, and he was really worried about uh, his dad's not really in his life. He was really worried about not um, being able to, pre- to protect his mom, and he's 12 years old and he's worried that maybe she gets, um, you know, hurt or whatever it might be. And I did not know what to say. I didn't know what to do. So I just asked it. I asked this young man, Hey, do you have a relationship with God? And he said, yes, I do. And I started to share with him that God can protect your mom more than anything. And when you rely on God, you can have that peace that he is going to protect her and take care of her. Um, And for me, what that showed me is that the toolbox that I have as a Christian and as a sports tech consultant is so much broader when I can bring in a relationship with God. Because we as people are very limited in what we can do, but when we can bring in that aspect of God as protector, God as somebody who's forgiving and has a listening ear, it's incredible the the amount of uh, more available resources and tools that we, I have to share with an athlete. And, you know, I talked to him recently, and he's doing a lot better, and he is praying every day. He's using Isaiah 26.3. When he starts to get that fear and that worry and doubt filled in his heart, he just says, he just repeats Isaiah six three. that will keep me in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, mm-hmm. because he trusts in me. And he just says that phrase, perfect peace, perfect peace perfect peace. And all that is is a form of self-talk, but the fact that it's backed by scripture, backed by God that he cannot fail and that he will keep you in perfect peace as we keep our minds on him and not on the things that are bothering us. When we keep our minds on him, God promises to grant us perfect peace. And uh it's been working for him. So that's just kind of a way of of melding that Christian aspect and the sports psychology.
2: Yeah, that that that's very very effective there, Ray. I uh, I, I I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. We might have to get into it in our our next session. But I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it and trying to help our listeners uh, understand. Let, let's say that, uh, and we'll have to pretend here that I'm a, a major league baseball player, and <laughs> we're really pretending here. And because uh, I think I struck out in slow pitch one time, and my wife <laughs> thought, my wife thought I needed glasses. But anyway, so, and and let's say I've, uh, you know, I'm with this team. I've come on a hitting, you know, I'm in a hitting slump, and my wife has either read your book or heard about you, and she's telling me, you need to get a hold of this Ray Santiago, and I I think he can be a help to you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's say I don't really have any type of church background, and I show up, you know, with you. Maybe I'm skeptical or whatever, but I say, hey, I need help. I'm, you know, I, I'm fearful that I'm going to lose, you know, they're going to drop me down to AAA or AA, and, and I got to get this fixed, you know, soon. Mm-hmm. How, how how would you, and again, if we got to get into the next session on this, you know, I'm just curious how you would, would start out helping me with that.
3: Absolutely. Um, and first of all, I work with both Christian and non-Christian, so that part um, wouldn't be a problem, but I would just kind of start to get to where your focus is at. So you were mentioning, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to get sent down. I'm afraid of this is of happening, this is happening. So I would start to say, okay, what is in your control, and how do we get back to focusing on the things that are going to help you succeed rather than the fears, doubts, and worries that are causing you to basically shrink the baseball? Because mm-hmm. my focus is on everything else besides hitting the crap out of that baseball then I need to find a way to get my mind back on my job, which is to see the ball well and hit the ball hard. And that's where we'd start.
1: Well, it's a good place to start. Guys, we got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. He is Ray Santiago. He's an author, and he's a sports psychology consultant. Go to the, go to his website. It is RenewedMindPerformance.com. RenewedMindPerformance.com. You can follow him on Twitter, RenewedMindRay, and the number three and uh, third segment I want to talk a little bit about uh, mentoring Christian athletes and and on his website there's a number of uh, topics sample topics that they talk about when he mentors when he mentors Christian athletes and I wanted to start with Ray on that again he is Ray Santiago he's an author name of the book playing on higher ground book two in the series book two in the high ground series and uh, you, can, you can buy the book on Amazon, a uh, number of different ways to buy the book. Uh, more information on the book on his website, again, RenewedMyPerformance.com. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: All this time,
0: all this time you covered
1: Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner. We didn't say anything right now? We know, we have, <laughs> no, we have some fun during the break, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we really do. And and again, you let uh, Kathy know that I did finally get you that message. More Mike McGivern, less Pastor Ken Keltner. Our special guest, he is Ray Santiago. Again, he is an author and a, a sports psychology consultant this book, the book two of the series, Playing on Higher Ground, available on Amazon, available on Kindle. I would recommend go to Amazon, pick this book up. If you haven't read book one, get into that. Buy them both. Read, get book one because you're going to immediately want to get into book two. And uh, book two is now available. And Ray Santiago has done a great job on this book. And, you know, he he has taken his his life as a sports psychology consultant and his life as a Christian, and put these two together in a really well-written book that gives you a chance um, to to be right there. Like I said, first couple pages of book two, it put me right back in the weight room yelling at players and you know what and and go them to get better and making sure that they're getting stronger there's also some some things at the end of the book uh, group discussion questions so when you get this if you're in a in a men's group a church group if you're a coach that has you know some assistant coaches with you gives you some great jumping off points as to some questions that you should be talking to your group about Hey Ray, in this uh, segment, wanted to talk a little bit about um, on your website. You you have a whole segment for for uh, Christian athlete mentoring, and I found it really really interesting. And one of the quotes was, "Look, and 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 Pastor, you'll agree with this. The Apostle Paul used an athletic comparison to emphasize the level of discipline training he went to in order to win people to Christ. He emphasizes the importance of winning by insisting that all." Um, th- that out of all of the competitors only one will win so train to win and that's on his website and i think we've had that discussion a number of times on the show but you certainly agree with ray putting that on his website absolutely i
2: mean you see the metaphors all throughout the new testament of athletic events you know whether it's uh, a race or it's uh it- it's a battle of some kind or it's uh um, you know, Paul talked about he he will put his body into subjection. I mean, almost like a boxing metaphor. So you see
1: it all throughout the New Testament. You know what, what I really like about some of the, the stuff that Ray is doing is he's he's taken two of the things that you and I love dearly. And and one, obviously, and number one is God and, and, and Jesus Christ, and two is sport. Mm-hmm. And he's put these two together. When he talks about sample topics— Um, when he mentors Christian athletes, talks about how to play for God's glory. Find stability in sports, in in a sports world full of instability. Find confidence in their Christ-in identity. And he had talked about, you know, his identity was as a baseball player. And when he lost that identity, who was he and where did he go? And he certainly turned to to Jesus Christ and and look at where he is now. Yeah, I mean,
2: and God's given you a platform with it and, and that's uh, that's important. And I think what's you know when you have non-athletes coming to you, or I mean non-believers that are athletes that are coming to you, having difficulties. I mean, what a great opportunity and platform you have to to be able to say, hey, there is someone that can help change your life. And uh, I, you know, I applaud you, Ray, for uh, what God's been doing in your life with it.
3: Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's an honor to just be serving in the Father's business. You know, uh, no greater
1: reward. one of the other uh, sample topics um, make a lasting impact on, on their sport and their lives of those around them. Uh, and I think, Ray, when, when you start, um, when you're mentoring an athlete and you know and, and, and you've had the conversation that he's a Christian or she's a Christian student athlete, Boy, that, that really does open up a number of different topics and a number of different ways that you can help them become better players, correct? Absolutely. Hey, when when, when go, go ahead, Ray.
3: Oh, I was just going to describe some, some things that you'll see throughout book two where Jacoby's kind of fallen into the way of the world. And when his mentor kind of helps him get his his mind back right, there is a change of heart. And there's a change of heart in how he goes about things with his coaches, how he treats them, how he treats his his teammates, how he carries himself. And, you know, that's riddled all throughout sports psychology. But when you bring it back to God and his word and the impact that could have not only temporarily but eternally in in impacting people and giving yourself the opportunity to share the word with somebody – um, obviously like could you imagine walking around in heaven and saying, Hey, I had the opportunity to speak to that person and then I had the boldness to do it and there he is, potentially not because of me, obviously, as far as I'm just a mouthpiece for God. God does mm-hmm. the God, saving, God
2: does the saving, uh, yeah.
3: Through through Jesus Christ, but I had the boldness to talk to that person. And I maybe I asked God I said, God, who can I talk to in this room? And he might say, Hey, go talk to this person Just like when Philip you know, went up to that that wagon in the middle of nowhere, and, mm-hmm. and the guy was reading about Jesus Christ and Isaiah, and he said, I don't know what I'm reading. What am I reading about? Right. And, um, maybe that's in, in Acts 9 or Acts 8.
2: Yeah, Acts 8, so, the Ethiopian eunuch. Yeah, that's a great story.
3: Yeah, yeah. so it's so much bigger than sport yeah. when your focus and your priority is, okay, God, how can I serve you today? And I just happen to play sport.
2: Right. When, my, when Mike was talking to you there about uh, the door opening up, especially if it's a believer that's having some struggles or whatever, uh, you, you look at it today, just sports in general, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge distraction. I mean, for a lot of people, it's number one in their life. I don't know how many, how many guests we've had come on Faith in the Zone, including yourself, that said, hey, when I was in this sport, it was number one in my life.
1: Oh, t- so and, and, many, yeah, right? It
2: was number one in my life, and then all of a sudden something happened, and uh, many, t- you know, and in, in several instances they've said, "Hey, I, in, in my hardship or in my injury, I came to know the Lord through that," and in some instances, God put them back, um, you know, in the sporting world, and and they succeeded, and God gave them a huge platform with it.
1: Yeah, you bet. Hey, let's uh, let's get to a break. Again, we're talking to Ray Santiago. He's an author and a sports psychology consultant. Name of the book is Playing on Higher Ground. It's book two in the High Ground series, and uh, you can pick up that book Amazon.com, uh, Kindle is another place you can pick up the book, and then go to his website uh, RenewedMyPerformance.com last topic that, you know, we're talking about mentoring Christian athletes, Pastor, and, and one of them that I failed to mention that I should have, because I think it's maybe one of the most important is build encouraging thinking patterns based on God's Word. And if you're talking to student athletes and, and to be able to say, look, we're, we're going to encourage thinking patterns based on God's Word, especially to, to some of the high school and young college athletes that, that we know, what a great jumping off point to be able to make them not only a better athlete, but a better person. Yeah, and uh, I'm encouraged by some of the stuff that Ray Santiago is doing. Again, you can go to his website renewedmindperformance.com. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan.
0: Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me.
1: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, Ray Santiago, again, author, and he is a sports psychology consultant. You can check out his work information at RenewedMindPerformance.com, RenewedMindPerformance.com, and go on Amazon.com to pick up the second series in high ground series. It is uh, Playing on a Higher Ground, and it is the second book of this series, and if you haven't read the first one you know what pick them both up if you have read the first one do what i did go back and just refresh yourself with book one and then you'll jump right into book two and like grace said in the first segment he does not ease you in he uh he definitely does not, and and the main character of this, uh you jump right into back to where he kind of, you know how you were feeling about him and the progression that he's made and where he's at with his life. Hey Ray, um work wise, when when you're working with some of these uh, these sports uh, student athletes, um are you finding that kids and 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 student athletes in the high school and college Um, level, are are they different nowadays? You know, when when you talk to guys that I hang out with, they go, oh, these kids are soft nowadays. And I don't know if they're soft, but I think that they've been raised a little bit differently than maybe some of us older guys were where that idea of rubbing some dirt on it and getting back out there, I'm not sure that that happens as much anymore. And I'm wondering if the kids that you're talking to now are different than the kids you dealt with, you know, five, ten years ago.
3: Uh, I Absolutely. Um, sometimes I have to pull a kid aside and give him a stern talking to, and it's and it's out of love, but just to kind of say, hey, you know what, you got to just toughen up. And uh, I I think part of it is I'm not blaming parents at all, but the parenting styles of today, um, what do they call them? They call them like helicopter parents or
2: yeah, yeah, they hover.
3: Other things to where, like, basically, they're trying to make it so that their kids do not experience life, the hardships of life. I want to try to clear the path for you. So I think another phrase is called "lawnmower parents." So like, before you mow the lawn, you kind of survey and make sure there's no big rocks before you mow the lawn. So that's what I sometimes run into. Is parents are trying to protect their kids so much from experience hurt, from experiencing adversity or failure, that. When kids do, they have no clue what to do. Um, in my area, and I'm not putting any of my clients or any of these people under the bus, but there's a lot of entitlement where I live. I live in one of the most expensive places in the world with the richest people in the world. And so um, these kids think they're entitled to whatever they want, when they want it, and so when they get cut from the team or when they um, might get cut or they... You know, they don't know how to handle these things. So that's a lot of stuff that I deal with today. Uh, hey. But to give them credit, I truly believe that it is harder now to be a kid than ever. And then when I was 12, I couldn't go on YouTube and watch this sensation on the other side of the country who's bigger, better, stronger than me. We didn't have rankings at age eight of who's the best basketball player right. in the state. So now that these all these other distractions are available – I think of it in the classroom, too, with now that grades are online constantly and parents can constantly check where their kids at. The pressure to perform at the higher level is leading to perfectionism, is leading to poor self-worth, is leading to depression, leading to anxiety. Those are the things that I run into on a daily basis now that I never had to grow up with, you never had to grow up with. So I don't mean to throw the kids at the end of the bus. I think there's different pressures that they haven't been prepared for.
1: You know, we don't have time to discuss this, and the next time we have you on, and we will, um, I, you know, you talk about living in the city of Milwaukee, and, and people will say, boy, some of those city sc- schools and some of those teams, and, and you know, they're, they're, they're really, they, they got in this uh, fight, or they did this, or th- they did that, and all that stuff you hear about, but boy, there's a lot of stuff going on um, out in the suburbs that nobody hears mm-hmm. about. And they, they they're very good um, at, at sweeping it under the rug and and parents are very good out there that have the money to protect their kids with lawyers and and things like that where it's it's interesting to me um, when I hear people say boy there's you know the city city conference or city schools are doing this wrong and this wrong and I'm thinking man you have no idea it might not yeah. be the same issues it might be different issues and maybe even worse. But you don't hear about any of that, and that uh, that certainly is a a conversation that we will have the next time that we have Jan. Ray, I can't thank you enough for for giving us some time here and the amount of fun that we had during the breaks that nobody will ever know about. Uh, it was, uh, it was awesome. He is Ray Santiago. He's an author. He's a sports psychology consultant. You can go to their website. His website is renewedmindperformance.com. and, and the author side of this, I can't recommend this enough. Playing on higher ground is book two. And if you haven't picked up book one, it's okay. You know what? If you only pick up book two and start to read that book, you're going to want to go back and read book one. But you can start with with playing on higher ground, book two, if you want. It is available on Amazon. It's available on Kindle, and you can uh, you can pick it up, and you will not be disappointed. Uh, Ray Santiago, who never thought he, he was going to be an author. And he is now. He's got a couple of books, and this second one I can't wait to get into. Uh, Pastor, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming in. We had some fun today. Yeah, we did. And, we're Ray,
2: thank you for coming on. We uh, we certainly enjoyed having you. And keep up the good work out there in California.
3: Thanks, Ken and Mike. I really appreciate your time and having me on. And as Mike, as Mike said, book two is really a standalone, so if you don't pick up book one, You get caught up on all the action right away. Hmm. So, um, But, yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, glad to be in the Father's business with you. Amen. The word and bringing people to Christ.
1: Name of the book, again, Playing on Higher Ground. He is Ray Santiago. Go to Amazon or Kindle. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. Fan.
0: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcast, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to FaithInTheZone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
3: Was it really
1: amazing grace, now I'm for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,